0: This is I Did Not Sign Up For This, a bi-weekly show featuring two queer couples. We are you hauling Our Friendship and inviting you to join us. If you enjoy the show and want to be part of even more discussions, join us over on Patreon, where you'll get a back catalogue of over 80 bonus episodes from Seasons 1 and 2 and bi-weekly bonus episodes of Season 3. I'm Carling, and I'm joined by my partner Lindsay, as well as Sam and Amy. Say hey, gays!
1: Hey! Hey! hey.
0: This week, we're talking about Alberta's announcement of new conservative policies affecting trans and gender diverse youth. Hello, friends. Hi. Um, (laughs) it's It's not a great episode. It's a little bit heavy. It's a heavy episode, but I think it's so important because this is some heavy things that have been in our universe, and we need to talk about it. So, on January 31st, 2024, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith announced changes to policies around youth and gender identity. So, this was pretty big. She came out with the 7-minute video on X, which can we just call it Twitter? I I don't know. Also, who watches X? I guess It's like a weird conservative.
2: place to announce a gigantic policy. Yeah. yeah. It's a very
0: targeted Place to do it because, yes. So, one of the things that she was quoted as saying was making permanent and irreversible decisions regarding one's biological sex while still a youth can severely limit that child's choice in the future. Prematurely encouraging or enabling children to alter their very biology or natural growth, no matter how well intentioned and sincere, poses a risk to that child's future that I, as premier, am not comfortable with permitting in our province. So just a quick point form, things that were covered in this new policy is a ban on hormonal therapies and puberty blockers for people 15 and younger. So currently, as it sits, is people 15 and under can be on hormone therapies and puberty blockers with parental consent. People 15 and younger will require parental consent to use a different name or pronoun in school. People 16 and older will not require permission. However, schools will be required to notify parents if a person wishes to go by a different name or pronoun different than what they were assigned at birth. People aged 16 and 17 will require parental consent to start hormone therapy or puberty blockers. People under 18 will not be able to undergo gender reassignment surgery. And transgender female athletes won't be able to compete in sports with other girls and women.
1: There's one other little tidbit of information too that all instruction material on gender identity and sexual health or whatever, it has to be approved by the education ministry before being used in the classroom. <laughs> right. So and they have to they have to opt in every single time, whereas right now for those conversations parents say yes or no once and then that's it for the entire time but now anytime a conversation happens the parent has to say yes every single time
0: funny story (laughs) Lindsay accidentally opted out of olivia getting sex education
2: (laughs) she just just like i brought home this form we're taking hs and i was like what's hs she's like human sexuality i was like oh and i was like okay she's like here's the form and i was like okay and i just like like i've They bring me forms to sign. I sign them. They're usually for field trips. You're the president. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, like, okay, signed it, gave it to her. And then she sent me this frantic text. And she was like, oh, my God, the, sign- the form that you signed was to opt out. I assume you want me to take this. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> She's like, okay. I went and got the form back. And I was like, okay, I'll email your teacher. <laughs> and her teacher was like, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. But And I was like, no, thanks. No, no, we're going to groom her to believe that there's
1: only.
2: <laughs> yeah. but She did say there was kids that opted out. Yeah. There and are. So she's, I was like, well, what are those kids even learning about? And she was like, nutrition. And I was like, okay, well. You missed Lindsay doing that earlier. You were I, reading.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, some uh,
1: lewd gestures happening behind the scenes. Just <laughs> so you know,
0: Probably a good time to mention our socials. Sam <laughs> is a video editing genius, and I can't wait to see what she does with, with that. Maybe just a series of us doing lewd gestures. <laughs> With no context.
3: (laughs) They'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. I want to know. So we are going to try and approach this from a, you know, as balanced and mature place. I think that it is a very heated topic, but I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where people are getting all of their information, but I'm hoping that our little platform can make a mark in Maybe sharing some other sides of information with science-backed evidence.
1: Yes, emphasis on that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So on January 31st, where were you <laughs> when you found out about this? Whether you watched the whole video, saw a news article, heard it on the grapevine, what was your like initial reaction? Sam, I'm going to start with you because you're just in. So in my mind, that's where the circle
1: starts. Oh,
3: thank you. I am the beginning of the infinite circle. Oh. <laughs> I think it was work, and I think somebody messaged in the group chat about it, like our group chat. That's very possible. I think that's where I learned about it. So one of us <laughs> definitely learned about it earlier, but yeah, I was at work, and yeah, the last time I had a discussion with somebody about this, I ended up in tears in a in a cafeteria, which was only like three <laughs> months ago, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, like these things are really near and dear to me. So it wasn't a great place to learn about it. And then it was so much worse, so much different than they talked about. Yeah. Because the original discussion when this was brought up before, when there were all the protests, was strictly about pronouns and your preferred name. And then they just like, oh, I see you're upset about this. Let me consider that and then pile so much more on. Yeah. They might as well get all of this done at the same time. And to be clear, these are all proposed legislations. Right. Yeah, Right. I am not informed enough to know how likely it is for this to pass. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel undereducated in what our legislature looks like in that what the likelihood is of this passing.
2: I think
1: all of this is going to really divide the conservative party, or at least it has the potential to divide up Members of the conservative party, because there are people who don't necessarily feel that these drastic measures to stop hormone therapies and very important support systems, they don't feel like that's necessary and that it may be an overstep of the government. Whereas other people on the spectrum of the conservative spectrum are saying that this isn't as much as what they had hoped for, but it's not extreme enough. Yeah, it's not extreme enough, but that's
3: kind of. And some people will vote against it because it's not extreme enough.
2: that that
3: that happens sometimes anyways that's where i was i was at work it was a bad time over to you amy i assume you're next in the circle yeah (laughs) you are i was at home and
1: trying to work and then i think i saw that pop up in one feed or another and i watched the video and it like it kind of just it sinks right it It feels a lot like my lived experience of trying to convince people that my life matters. Why do I have to constantly try to validate and explain why I'm allowed to have these things? Mm -hmm. Why I'm allowed to exist? Why I'm allowed to love the people that I love? And I have scientific data that proves that all of this is natural and normal and safe and okay. But regardless of the actual empirical data supplied the answer is no i don't like that so we should stop it honestly i was like i am so tired of trying to validate and not validate trying to convince people that queer people matter Mm -hmm. when i would care for any anybody's child the same way that i care for my own Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how people can draw such a hard line in the sand. It's really heartbreaking knowing yes. that love is not unconditional. What about you, Lindsay?
2: I think it was one of the days I called in sick because I had the plague. <laughs> <laughs> You're
3: on day 192. Yeah, I'm feeling just, better.
2: Just
3: pile on top yeah. of that.
2: Um, yeah, I saw the I saw whoever posted in our group chat, and then. I opened up that article and skimmed it, and then I was like, "I better watch this video." Yeah, it's it's not great. Even what's the what are the like little clips in a in a video called like the the, like the B roll that she was using to go along with the video? There was no same sex couples in it. They were all hetero kids, teenagers. It's frustrating. So then I closed the article, and then I looked at how much it would cost for us to move to Kelowna. bad news we can't afford it can't, afford that. <laughs> <laughs> can't move to Kelowna can't move to Bob Cajun so yeah here yeah. we are
0: <laughs> I mean Wispeg. So, yeah yeah Manitoba seems it's cheap seems okay it's
1: yeah <laughs> yeah Manitoba does like right now they're they're getting their stuff
2: together
0: yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Saskatchewan and is it New Brunswick New Brunswick, New Brunswick
3: have similar similar white, but, but less policy. extreme but less.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah I
0: think when I read it And watch the video, it felt, I think sometimes I live not with blinders on, but I think I'm very fortunate to have surrounded myself with really supportive allies and a really strong queer community. And my workplace is very inclusive. So I think I'm really sheltered in that sense. And so Mm -hmm. to read something like that about where I live and about people I love, you know, and it extends out to the queer, further queer community, which I am part of, just felt like a it took the wind out of my sails or it just left me feeling really deflated. Almost like I'm watching some sort of Handmaid's Tale. I can't help but wonder if this is how it starts sometimes, you know? Like, people yeah. didn't really see these things as being that extreme or that big of a deal. Next thing you yeah. know, Margaret Atwood is... You right? know, we're
2: handmaids. Not you. You're going to have to be a Martha. With that ma- we've, I know. Without you we've,
3: we've never seen handma- Handmaid's Tale. Oh, have you read the book? God. No. No. Okay, so just like an aside personal note, yeah. I think we should do a queer cultural exchange Mm -hmm. on the Patreon where we make each other watch pieces of media that we like as movies and shows that are queer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A cultural exchange. There's (laughs)
0: there's queer representation in the handmaid's tale that you show doesn't doesn't
3: end well. It's not great. No. No, it never does. well if
2: you're a woman and you can't bear children but you're like good you're well enough to look after a household you become a martha and they like look after a household but the three of us we'd be handmaids especially me and amy because we've given birth to living breathing children
0: well i don't know if they've seen my fail at a sourdough starter
2: but
3: <laughs> I'm gonna start on it. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pull a mulan and dress up as men yeah oh yeah just, mm-hmm. Goes I, kings.
0: wrong association when you said mulan i thought memoirs of a Geisha. <laughs> i just imagined carling in those shoes <laughs> just, <laughs> oh boy okay so i thought We could go point by point and then just if we've got like facts or information or thoughts and feelings, Amy has eight pages of them. Just six. Oh, six. Sorry. (laughs) Let's be reasonable. I just have this like long list. Yeah, let's do it. So the first one on the list is a ban on hormonal therapies and puberty blockers for children 15 and younger. What I thought was really interesting when I was doing some reading on it was that it is not only trans children who require puberty blockers and there are children who are going into puberty too early as decided by their medical professionals and parents that puberty blockers can actually be really critical and that will affect them, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, kids who are going into puberty before the age of 10. Yeah. I mean.
1: So right now the average age for girls starting puberty is the age of 8 or 9. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's because we have more nutrition is what I've heard speculated. And so these kids are starting puberty early, but I can't imagine being in elementary school and getting your period for the first time. That's not okay. So yes, puberty blockers, I would be okay prescribing my child for that event.
2: I don't think a kid that's seven or eight years old even has the like,
3: maturity to handle the hygienic part of having your period yeah, <laughs> totally you Hyg- the emotional like yeah the toll that it takes on you You just got out of being a toddler essentially right which is very similar hormonally is what i understand like mm-hmm. being a toddler is very similar to when you go um, it's the same kind of dramatic brain growth
0: yeah is that why they call it a three major?
1: <laughs> yep
3: yes Let's go, let's go wake up Artie and ask. Yeah. <laughs> hey no, buddy, thanks. how you feeling?
0: <laughs> so the other note I wrote was withholding puberty blockers and hormone therapy is not a neutral option and can result in an increased risk of mental health issues. Yeah. So totally. to say that, you know, in the quote that I read at the top, it's, they don't want youth making severe choices too young, but their science backing the fact that although it hasn't been done long enough early indicators are that there is not a greater risk to being on them than the risk of dying by suicide
3: yeah
1: yeah and there's a couple of other things too that what danielle smith was saying was that she was concerned that they can't have kids she was talking about a trans or talking to a trans woman she said and asked If that this particular person wished that she had transitioned early in her life and that person responded, as quoted by Danielle Smith, that, well, then I wouldn't have my kids and I love my kids. Basically equating that children's reproductive rights and reproductive choices could be inhibited and that should be protected with these irreversible or long-term damages. They might regret it. They might regret it. But I did a bit of a deep dive on puberty blockers. It is a hormone that they give you, which is seems to be a natural one, which is not synthetic, but I could be mistaken on that. so for trans kids who are assigned male at birth, the puberty blocker would slow the growth of facial hair, body hair, prevent the voice from deepening, and limit the growth of the scrotum and penis and testicles. so that's what the hormone blockers do in that case, and then for People who are assigned female at birth, it limits or stops breast development and it stops menstruation. What this article also said, this was from the Mayo Clinic. It says that it's not recommended for kids who haven't started puberty. So they're not just giving this hormone Mm -hmm. as a preventative. Yeah, like Um, a three-year-old being like, here, take this just in case. Exactly. Let's go wake up Artie. So it's for people who have already started puberty and that it's not a permanent change. As soon as they stop taking hormone blockers their body progresses as normal. Yeah, it so, just back up. Exactly. For trans kids, that means that if they're pausing puberty, they can have that chance to decide and figure out their identity more in full and then decide if they want to continue with hormone replacement therapies mm-hmm. or have their puberty as normal. But when I was looking at whether or not puberty blockers cause long-term damage, it said in this study, they polled trans people – And in 43 out of 49 people, they noticed a decrease in their biological system. So there was a decrease in testicular volume and a decrease in ovarian or uterine size. But after they stopped their puberty blockers, they increased and it had a resumption. Everything kind of resumed after one year. So People got their periods. They like everything kind of just goes back to normal. The results were non-permanent. The the results are non-permanent for puberty blockers. They did mention that sometimes it can decrease sperm count, but that the research on it is that it's still not a concrete thing. It's not the same for every single person across the board. I
0: read that they a lot of people are saying there's a risk of osteoporosis or a higher risk of osteoporosis by by delaying puberty. Hmm. But that there's medication so that, A, when you're on it, your doctors are monitoring your health to make sure that that's not happening. But then that there's medication also to support bone development and bone health. Yeah, they basically prescribe
1: risk. calcium and vitamin D are the most common supplements. Yeah, supplements that they give to trans kids. Yeah, and they check up on them regularly. So it's it's been something that's been done for quite a while. So the next one, people 15 and younger will
0: require parental consent to use a different name or pronoun in school. And I find this one hard because I just think the risk isn't worth it for youth who don't have the support at home.
2: Yeah. Even in her video, she mentioned like kids and being able to talk to a safe adult, but now teachers aren't a safe adult anymore. Yeah. 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 You've
3: removed them from the... You've removed
2: that.
1: Yes, but she says if, if, and that this happens in a very small amount of people, that, that if parents are turning their children away or are being abusive, that CPS should certainly get involved. But I, I'm curious as to what that definition of harm is for the government of Alberta because mental harm is definitely a real thing. But I do think there is a great opportunity for kids to really take charge. In this whole thing. And that is to be asked to be called something completely random. Yeah. And contact their parents regularly. Like Regina (laughs) Falange. I want to be called Regina Falange today. Pronouns, same. Call me Regina. Frankie went as Little Cheetah for probably a solid year when she was three. Every day at daycare, our friend's daughter is a different person at school. Sometimes she's Mater.
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes she's Janet.
3: Ooh, she just, I, she like just it. I like that.
1: Some days she's
2: a
3: mosquito. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mosquito. And she will her. not be addressed by anything but that name. So. Correct. Yeah.
2: Wyatt you spent a whole summer wanting to be co- called something like teeny tiny turtle. And I was like, okay.
3: Yeah. You go with it. <laughs> think of, yeah, yeah. Think think
1: of the opportunity, green. though, that kids yeah. can have to really bring this this whole silly nonsense into their own hands and just
2: start chaos at school.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: So Danielle Smith, she, in her video suggests that parental rejection is rare. And I, I just really disagree <laughs> with that situation. Yeah, man. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. We know somebody who has one of their kids schoolmates living with them because they're trans and don't have the support of their family and it has become an unsafe environment for them. And this kid's only 16
3: it's crazy. You know,
1: like it, it is real. The The rate of homelessness for
3: queer and trans youth is astronomical. What was it? 20% of homeless youth are members of the 2SLGBTQ+. Mm-hmm. I think so. Somewhere around there. 20%. And
0: one stat I saw on the Canadian Medical Association Journal, it did a study about the rates of suicide ideation and suicide attempts on youth that are identifying as anything other than cis and heterosexual. And it said, compared with cisgender heterosexual adolescents, transgender adolescents showed five times the risk of suicidal ideation and 7.6 times the risk of suicide attempt. And it said suicide is the second leading cause of death among adolescents
3: and young adults aged 15 to 24 in Canada. So one of the really interesting arguments that was made to me by a close family member was that you are giving them too many options. You're making them doubt themselves. Like you're taking a kid who could potentially be a straight cis male and giving them the option to be whatever they want. And they're just a kid. How are they going to know who they are when they're young? Right. Some, there are, there are research studies that say that as early as three kids will know if they are not their assigned gender Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that part of the argument is that we're giving them too many options and confusing them and subjecting more children to this suicidal risk because well now we've given them the option but you're not taking into account that it's the system that's that's crushing and oppressing these people
1: well it's like when people suddenly weren't being abused for being left-handed you saw the amount of yeah left-handed, left-handed people, people increase right yeah. so it's kind of the same thing it's not
3: that they're not out there it's just that it's not safe to be out there yeah so sorry to backtrack there was a study by the family acceptance project where 30% of families reject their child when they came out and many were removed from their homes. Among youth who are homeless, 20% identify as 2 plus. The numbers are staggering, it's crazy, and that's Canada.
1: I know for myself, when I was coming out to family, I was up the night before with physical pains in my legs and anxiety for the entire night because <laughs> that kind of anxiety manifests itself
3: mm-hmm. into
1: real physical symptoms. So it is not an easy thing, and you know if your parent is a safe parent to talk to.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you are a person who is, my child will be straight, or my child will have their name, then typically those are the kids who aren't going to feel safe.
3: Yeah, there's a good chance that the person who feels safe sharing their uh, preferred pronoun with a teacher but not their parent doesn't feel safe sharing it with their parent, right? That's the Exactly, yeah. You're forcing you're forcing the school to out your kid. Yes, mm-hmm. and
2: forcing the, the school to not be a safe place anymore.
3: Exactly. Like you said, you took that yeah. every every teacher's no longer So yeah. one argument that I did
1: see from an older trans woman who was on a TV interview. She said that she doesn't mind this part of the legislation having to get parental consent because it is scary being your authentic self and sometimes you are surprised that that
3: it, it, it went the, better your than parents expected parents are supportive versus supportive.
1: that
0: feels literally like a life or death risk for yeah. some people
3: yeah
0: some people yeah yeah i think it's interesting because you know like with what you were saying sam about are we giving kids too many options? They're just kids. How do they know? But it's important to note that the decision, a child and their family and medical professionals, it's not just like, oh, my three-year-old boy says he's a girl and wants to wear a dress, puberty blockers, like bottom surgery, new pronouns. It's It's actually quite a a long and thorough process involving Mm -hmm. psychiatrists, social workers, medical professionals. It's not just a quick decision and the gift of puberty blockers for a child who maybe they don't know and maybe they will change their mind or maybe, you know, they'll shift from more on the binary, more into the middle of being a non-binary person. And all it's doing is giving the gift. I can't imagine A trans boy, so for just to keep everybody on the same page, somebody who was assigned female at birth who identifies as male, for that person to get a period and start developing hips and breasts would be so damaging Mm -hmm. psychologically and socially. You're forcing your kid to go through something that is so traumatizing when instead you could just pause it. You know, and yeah. the point about having to be sixteen and you can go on puberty blockers by sixteen. Oh
3: yeah. You know it's, it's already you, done. It's, done. It's already done.
0: And yeah. so maybe there's a talk about hormone replacement therapy, but it's already done. You've already you've and already then you developed
1: have far more invasive surgeries, surgeries that you would need to go through to affirm that care, right? Whereas if you're on puberty blockers, you can prevent the growth of breasts, you can prevent A lot of different things for people assigned male at birth that you won't grow facial hair, Uh right? You're not going to fill out in the shoulders and you'll keep some of those more neutral qualities. Exactly, right? Unless, because I think part of the legislation is that they want to open up a specific like surgical center here for trans people in Alberta. And I'm curious if that is profit-driven privatized Mm -hmm. no If because if you're waiting until after puberty has already happened then all of these surgeries are more likely to happen and if they're happening here in alberta then the money
2: stays local right Mm -hmm. so right now people are going to quebec to get it
1: correct
0: i did read that one article said once puberty is started it becomes harder to reverse the changes without surgical intervention and surgical intervention then becomes so much more complex
3: yeah, for the traditional aspect or uh, perspective of a conservative government is, the, is small, right? Stay out of the people's decisions, stay out of healthcare, stay out of... And you were saying even the court. Yes.
1: So on December 21st of 2023... Where were you? Uh, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so just over a month ago, Danielle Smith was doing a TV interview... And she has been quoted to say, private medical decisions should be kept private. I don't think they go to politicians for medical advice, and I'm certainly not going to give it. <laughs> Oof.
2: <laughs> and then one month later.
3: I'm going to make medical decisions for an entire
1: That aren't generation. scientifically based. Yeah.
3: With zero.
1: Well, no. So the whole thing <laughs> about, well, then I wouldn't have my kids, and I love my kids. That was very triggering for me. That was something that was said to me by a family member, that part of the reason why coming out was so difficult for them is because I, I ruined the dreams that they had for me, including having children. Let's go wake Ari up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was curious about trans fertility mm, yeah. and the effects of hormone therapies and all that. And surprise, surprise, a lot of research has been done on it. And again, the, the jury is still out. On the conclusion of it all, this study is by Cheng et al. in 2019, published in the Translational Andrology and Urology. But what it says is that the effect of hormone therapy is potentially reversible, but they're not sure to what extent, and that counsel for patients on fertility preservation prior to starting therapy should be something that is discussed with the patients, whether that's freezing eggs or sperm. That's a very... Large decision, but if you are doing hormone or puberty blockers, and then you make that decision as a 17 or 18 year old, they'll at least have a better idea. But LGBTQ plus families are more open to alternative family building when it compared to heteros. So in a study of 156 trans and non-binary or non-conforming people. <laughs> okay. So this research article is on transfertility. It was written by Cheng et al. in 2019, published in Translational Andrology and Urology. So this, because I was wondering, are there permanent effects when it comes to transfertility? And then I immediately recalled like the few trans people that I've seen, trans men who have become pregnant, the seahorse Mm -hmm. dads, and I go, "Mm, I wonder. Um, So what it says is that the effect of hormone therapy is potentially reversible, but they're not sure to what extent. Um, So this was published in 2019 and five years has passed. So it's possible that a lot more information is out there now. Um, They did say that counseling patients on fertility preservation prior to starting therapy would be ideal and should be pursued whenever possible. So that would be for like the 16 and 17 year olds who are beginning their journey with hormone replacement therapy, if that's what they choose is best for them. So having conversations about freezing eggs or freezing sperm. So when it comes to fertility, LGBTQ plus people are more open to alternative family building when compared to their hetero counterparts. So in a study of 156 trans and non Non-conforming people, it said that 70.5% of them were interested in adoption. So fertility isn't necessarily about popping out your own biological kids. It said 35.9% of them were interested in biological children, but only 20 and a half of percent of them discussed fertility with their provider. And of those 13.5%, discussed the effects of hormones on fertility but reasons why they may not want to pursue these preservation treatments is not wanting to delay their transition or the cost and invasiveness of extracting everything. Yeah. So I went, Oh, well that's super interesting. In this um, article, they had a survey of 197 trans men. And out of that, those 60 pregnancies were reported. 17% of them occurred after stopping testosterone, and one of them was, was while taking testosterone regularly. Mm. So in wow. another survey that they did, out of 41 trans men, it said 41 trans men were pregnant after their transition. 68% of them were intentional, and 61% of them had used testosterone before. And then 88% of the total who got pregnant had used their own eggs. Wow. So fertility should not be used as reasoning for preventing transition because it doesn't necessarily stop it. It says that new data for trans women, it says that they do happen to produce an adequate sample and concentration and motility of semen, which would be suitable for IUI or spontaneous conception about four months after stopping their hormone replacement therapies. So, and I mean, even within the fertility
0: community, even if you're cisgendered, no matter your sexual orientation, fertility isn't easy or yeah, guaranteed. In,
3: yeah,
0: I think the I f- rates of infertility are quite high across the board. It just that seems like a poor argument to make that they're risking their fertility when fertility is not guaranteed.
3: Anyway. Well, it's like it's like saying that cisgendered hetero couples shouldn't have babies because one in four of them will result in a miscarriage. Mm, okay. Yeah, right. What if yeah. What if you regret it? And the, the rates of regret are incredibly low. Almost. Like 1%? Yeah. Yeah. In trans people. just As a sidebar, there was a really
1: interesting part in this article where they talked about uterus transplants. Oh. And how that is becoming something that is studied more thoroughly. So it is a growing field. 2014 had the first successful uterine transplant into a cis female and had their first live birth so they had their first I think uterine transplant in 2011 but there were no live births until 2014 and what's interesting is when they did a poll 84% of trans men said that they would volunteer to donate their uterus hell
3: yeah I'd volunteer my wow. uterus.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah, if I'm mine wasn't to...
3: full of fibroids I'd be like here you go <laughs> I mine, take mine, put please. mine on the market yeah. yeah, I'm trying Needs to get up in Grey's
2: Anatomy and that's what they're doing right now. They're in the middle of oh. a uterine trans- transplant.
3: First one. Is that show still going? Yeah. Is, that...
2: Is it really? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Okay. <laughs> I'm like two years behind but Wow. Okay. I used to, every Thursday it was like I was glued to the TV.
1: Huh. Wow. Hmm. I had no idea. We're being shocked by all this news. <laughs> so much
0: and news. All. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, too, something that's interesting
0: to consider within all of these points and all of this data is what about intersex youth? So youth that are either diagnosed or undiagnosed as intersect, a intersex, because I think you can be born intersex and have your external genitals, say, be female. And so you're identified as female, but not until much older is it discovered medically that you're intersex
1: and you might not have all the...
0: Right other businesses
1: yeah yeah right it's it's it affects a lot more people than just trans people, and again, I don't think a lot of the the individuals who are pushing for this law to go through really realize who all it's going to impact, yeah, so even when it comes to law, like we're getting on to page five, there was one other point back here that was interesting, oh, we're going back to page four because no, that's looking great at tell me, yes. so in the study, it said at the very end that. Often there's ethical concerns as to whether or not trans people should have children. In some countries, if you are choosing to be trans, you have to mandatorily be sterilized. Um, oh. Yeah. Not, not great. Um, and it
3: says... I think if
0: you're choosing to be an asshole, you should be mandatorily sterilized.
3: So a long line of people.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> line It's
3: going to be... You want, you want a private uh, clinic to handle that? You're going to make a hell of a... Yeah, (laughs) gonna make some bank (laughs) so
1: and what this is in quotes from that study it says the argument that trans people are unfit to be parents is outdated discriminatory and not evidence-based studies on kids of trans parents have found no effect on gender identity or sexual orientation of the children of trans people nor is there any evidence that the well-being of children is compromised in any way hell
3: yeah so say we all also
0: because I i don't know necessarily where this falls but arguably like a trans person was just born assigned the wrong sex at birth but like you could have a trans man who was assigned female at birth who is a straight trans man meaning he will marry a woman and they could choose to have children and so by all accounts, they would be a heteronormative family in terms of you have a man and a woman and children.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So for that argument of people saying, well, they shouldn't have kids. That's more to your standards than us lesbians up in here.
3: Yeah. with At least children. they got a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a wild ride out yeah, there. Yeah, well, but it's, that's not what they're saying explicitly, right? It's right. not that you that's, that's shouldn't. The t- that's or, the dog whistle. Yeah. Is yeah. that it's like, well, you might regret it because of parenting. Right. They're not saying it explicitly. It's right. Just like, it's just saying that morally we shouldn't.
1: Or yeah. people should not. Yeah. For the I
3: children.
0: I don't know how to bring up this next point because it doesn't really fall under the cat. So I wanted to talk about how Premier Danielle Smith, that's not even her assigned name at birth. <laughs> Marlene, uh. Marlena, and it just seems like a double-edged sword that she has chosen to go by a different name than the one assigned to her at birth, and she seems to be doing okay for herself.
1: Well, it's because she's an adult and she can make adult decisions. But I right. hope, mm-hmm. I hope that somebody called her Marlena until the point of eighteen. Yeah, it's only yeah. Four, like at, at what... least notified her parents. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. So I just wanted to bring that up. What about one thing that really? grinded my gears was people under 18 will not be able to undergo gender reassignment surgery (laughs) they can't anyways anyways, that statement makes it seem like there are eight-year-old children undergoing genital mutilation (sighs) yeah and i just you couldn't anyway
1: i'm not i actually don't know about either about breast reduction surgery so that can happen for 16 and 17 year olds but that's only in extreme cases of dysphoria where it is more harmful to keep those tissues than it is to remove them. Even so, under
0: this new, with this new. Oh, no. Like that's No, no. That's before. Yeah. That's before. What's ha- that's, they're
3: just, yeah. They're just like, yeah.
2: Amy's if the risk of the of a person who's 15 or 16 dying by suicide is greater than, a t- than the chest re- reduction or whatever you the call risk. it. The risk. Yeah. The risk. Yeah. Then, then they'll then they will do it, even though they're under eighteen.
0: But not anymore. Under this, that's if right. This yeah. Goes.
2: What I think is ridiculous is she's using words like you know making making permanent decisions and making permanent choices, and you know these are these are big choices that an adult should be making. But so is dying by suicide. Yeah. So if that, that's the yeah. other option, absolutely not. And what's well, the age?
3: Of, what's the age of consent?
2: Sixty. What I'm curious
1: about is what are they going to do about all those youth who go on birth control without their parents' consent? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. That's
1: a hormone therapy, right? Sure yeah. is. Is that going to be part of it? Well, there was
0: talk. So there's a group that I'm forgetting the name that it used to be called, but it's like a pro-life group, anti-abortion. And they've really clung to what um, Danielle Smith was saying. And they're sort of saying, like, the next phase would be, like, total bodily autonomy, meaning those under the age of 18 cannot consent to an abortion, period. So
1: you're going to make 14-year-olds have a baby. That's what this, yeah.
0: Like, it's that's a what the, That's
3: what the, that makes me group physically yeah. sick stick yeah. to my stomach. Yeah, so the age of consent in Alberta is 16. So it's they can't. Yeah. So when it comes to law... <laughs> um, let's take it back mm-hmm. to the law where we're all, there interested. are
1: some, some legal hoops that they're going to have to manage to make this work because right now what I've seen a lot of lawyers, so a good friend of ours is a, a family law lawyer and their quote is parents have responsibilities. Children have rights mm. because that is how it is. Parents don't have rights to control their children. They have responsibilities to care for them. So, Family Law in Alberta, on page 20 of the document, it is under the best interest of the child section. It says that parents are to ensure the greatest possible protection of the child's physical, psychological, and emotional safety. And they have to consider the child's needs and circumstances, including the child's physical, psychological, and emotional needs as well as the child's views and preferences to the extent that is appropriate to ascertain for them. So if your child says, I want to go live with Brittany Spears, I don't know why she's on the top of my head. The parent can be like, Taylor's- I get that that's your preference, but that's not going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. But saying something like, I want you to call me by this name and these are my pronouns. That is, I would argue, a
3: very They're different right. case. Yeah.
1: And on top of that, there is the UN Charter of the Rights of the Child, which I did not know about until I was in early childhood education. And it is people across the globe are supposed to adopt this, and it is to keep uh, the well-being of the child. So Article 14 Mm -hmm. says, you have the right to choose your own thoughts, opinions, and religion, but this should not stop others from enjoying their rights. So that is these are specifically for a child so if their own thoughts and opinions is that they are a different gender they have the right to believe that you have the right to be alive governments must do everything they can so every child has the chance to grow up in the best possible way that is article number six and article number 24 i thought was also very good you have the right to the best health care possible this includes a long list of things but yeah, the best health care possible.
2: I'm curious about this. So my kids are 10 and 13. <clears throat> and I remember when Olivia was taking, I guess, health class, but as a younger child. And she did a whole project on her right as a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And so
2: I'm curious because, you know, next topic is the changing changes in what they're allowed to talk about in schools is that going to change are we now not teaching kids about those rights that they have they have the right to know that their rights exist Mm
1: -hmm. so if they take that away yeah that is one of the charter rights so if they take that away like that is a huge infringement of their rights and that's what a lot of family law people are saying is that taking away their right to the best health care that they need to survive giving them they have the right to be alive and if that for them means living as a different gender then that is their right you can't take that away from them that is an infringement on the law so but they gotta
2: tell
0: i have a lot
1: of internal screaming happening right now yeah well
0: what about the one transgender female athletes won't be able to compete in sports with other girls and women so
2: the first frustrating part about this is just women yep just girl trans girls come on second point is until you're 18 everybody's body is like muscularly and physically the same well, i don't it... know i have no scientific to to back that up.
3: i know i, well, think, I think i think i <laughs> think kids <they're>, are kids <laughs> yeah i think there is actual research that says that there is no in youth there is no in, benefit
0: yeah.
2: no what benefit way.
3: So it does
0: say, this was from Dr. Joshua D. Safer, who talks about NCAA standards. A person's genetic makeup and internal and external reproductive anatomy are not useful indicators of athletic performance. Mm-hmm. For a trans women athlete who meets NCAA standards, there is no inherent reason why her physiological characteristics related to athletic performance should be treated differently from the physiological characteristics of a non transgender woman. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My daughter goes to an all girls school. There are trans girls at this school who now, what now they're just not on the volleyball team. Yeah. They can't they're in play grade track. six. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No.
1: That's wild. I think I did see a caveat that for the puberty blockers, if youth before this gets it's proposed their grandfathered in their grandfathered yeah. in. they get to continue their their hormone True. and but. their puberty blockers which i'm grateful for because that would see a lot of catastrophic results if they suddenly snatch those away. Yeah. but like all of this the, the sports what i've seen and what i've heard is that even if like you're doing hormone replacement therapies your estrogen or your testosterone levels are within that acceptable range mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there so, are
0: cisgendered females who,
1: would, who
0: if tested, would, their estrogen levels could be higher than what is considered standard, but they are cisgendered athletes. There have been a lot so, of people
1: who have been discriminated against because they have more testosterone in their system just naturally occurring. And they're like, I'm sorry, you're trans. And they're like, actually, I'm not. And, well, yeah. Yeah. you're cheating. People, yeah. people don't mind uh, trans people in sports as long as they're not successful. Yeah. Right. As soon as they start winning, then they're cheating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I want just like how it would be great if kids took advantage of the name change and just made like ridiculous name changes. I I would love it if just all the schools across the board just went coed.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to find the quote. You might remember this. It's been all over social media where it's we're not trying to make kids trans. We're trying to let we're trying to make Trans kids, adults. That's what it was.
0: And we're trying to keep kids alive. Yeah, yeah. that's exa- yeah. that's
3: it. That's We're trying yeah. to make trans kids survive to be adults. It's a very low bar. Yeah.
0: One thing I wanted to point out, the Canadian health minister, Mark Holland, was quoted as saying, "This the decision that was made by Alberta places kids at risk. We know that one of the number one reasons why kids take their life is problems around sexual identity. So it is nice that on a national level in the political realm and the medical realm, this is being disputed and talked about.
1: Yeah, the Canadian Pediatric Society also spoke out and said exactly the same thing. These are our concerns. They laid it out very nicely in understandable words. You said this, these are the facts. You said this, these are the facts. We are concerned for our children's safety and we recommend that you change them.
0: One thing I thought in... You know, heading towards a closing is when I was at work, I got a message from one of the senior leaders in my team. It was just the kindest note. And I'm actually going to read it. I'm going to read in its entirety because it reads funny. Happy Monday. Two things because I haven't seen you. Do you want weekly mm-hmm. eggs so she lives on an acreage and has chickens? Oh, perfect. And I'm on our I'm on our egg list. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. And and then she said, and clumsy but heartfelt comment, the premier shared an ignorant and uninformed perspective and legislation last week. Numerous people that are important to me have been close close in my thoughts including you. Her perspective on trans children and indirect message she made to people part of the lgbtq2s community don't reflect my values my family values no nor those of a loving and supportive community you are seen valued appreciated admired and adored that's very sweet yeah i was like wow that's just like a nice i didn't talk about it at work because you know we've got a job to do and it just hadn't come up so i was like wow that's like really kind and also thank you for the eggs
3: (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'll take 10 thank you <laughs> one thing
1: i am concerned about is in that announcement or in one of the the many interviews that i've watched danielle smith do is she said that there is a trans youth in her family and she's thinking specifically of them
2: and said what was it do they need to come live in our house yeah
1: reach yeah.
0: out
2: yeah. if
3: you
0: are the youth in danielle smith's family And need a safe haven. Yeah, Yeah. it
1: said there's no question that these young people are very troubled and need that psychological support. So I can only begin to imagine how hard this must be for that specific youth and feeling like your experience does not matter when it comes to adults who want to ascertain that their idea of gender and identity is correct and not the one that you are experiencing because Mm -hmm. nobody knows themselves better than yourself yeah so if you know anybody out there who is queer or trans they need to know that there is a safe welcoming community for them and please give them the biggest hug yeah anyways that's just I mean. wanted to make a joke that I wish somebody knew me better than
0: I
3: knew myself so I could go to them and be like, what do you think I should do about this? Because I've got some questions. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to start singing the outro music. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. But if you are looking for
1: a less depressing topic to listen to, you should check out the Patreon. <laughs> That's
0: yeah, we're a hoot and a holler and a good yeah. time over there.
2: I'm going to blow your guys' minds tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow we're recording about
1: Lesbian Town USA. Woo! I'm ready for it. I think that um, is a, a good shift in
2: energy <laughs>
1: from today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: think so. And follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Yeah, you get to see little. But don't follow snip- us
3: in real life. That's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> if you I, yeah. yeah, if you follow us on the socials, you'll see some snippets of the Patreon content. But yeah, we're always posting stuff we talk about and fun things. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We're fun people. We're very fun. We might not be selling it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have any questions to, or do you know any youths who? Oh, no, that's not a good question. I don't know. I was making do it up. On the the fly. <laughs> do you I know any youths? Do you know the youths? I know. do
3: know some youths. I'm just trying to
1: figure out a way to engage our our listeners.
3: Do you want us to come to your house and give you a kiss? No, <laughs> <laughs> Samantha. That's how you get COVID. <laughs> I feel like there's so many
1: worse things. <laughs> there is. This is what I have right now. I mean, yeah. syphilis yeah. is on the rise. So.
2: <laughs> so. <Ooh.
1: laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no Olivia's learning about STIs at school she made a joke the other day about chlamydia and I was like
3: ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my girl <laughs> growing up <laughs> and just think she almost didn't get that education because of you right? and your sickness. Yeah. I, it-
2: I almost opted her out
3: <laughs> <laughs> should we give a code word
1: for people to post what if they posted a code word
3: they get entered into a raffle and
1: then we go to their house and kiss them no <laughs>
0: we're just in a line and just one by one we go and kiss them like a receiving line fluffy bunnies or something
3: (laughs) fluffy bunnies that's your code word i don't know
1: fluffy bunnies
3: what is that about
0: if you have a topic that you want us to discuss leave us a message
2: leave us a comment leave us
0: a comment leave us a message Mm
2: -hmm. We'll talk about it. We'll become experts in that field. Yeah. Lord. Send us
1: down a rabbit
2: hole. As close as possible.
1: <laughs> what is your passion? What is your niche interest? I want to know and I want to learn about it.
3: Send, Ooh, like send Amy a research article to read and explain to us. Oof. I would do it. But it better be interesting. Otherwise, I'm going to fall asleep.
1: <laughs> the
0: history of cross stitching. <laughs> that might actually be really cool. It could actually be really cool.
1: All right, friends. Well, thank you for tuning in. And do your best to uh, find some cheer these days. Yeah. Go hug. Go hug a trans friend. Go hug anybody. Especially strangers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We're spiraling. Okay. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, guys.